It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Got it. All right, we're starting in Isaiah 10. Before I forget, I'll try to remind you at the end, but next week I think we're planning on, let's say 12, 12 and 13. I think we might be able to, 12 is pretty short, read, read 14 for next week, just in case we, we, we get that far. But um, see, see if you can add, add that on, onto the list. That would be awesome. All right, so chapter 10 starts with another woe. Now, we've already had a series of seven woes, and remember, you know, the word woe is one of the strongest words in the Hebrew language. Uh, it means what we would translate today as, uh, you better watch out, right? That's basically what woe, woe means. And you need to understand who's doing the speaking here. It's God, and God is always true to his word, so when he says you better watch out, it's not an idle threat. It's not like what we see so many parents doing, Right? You know, in, in a grocery store or at other places, you know, th threatening. Like, you know, I'm leaving. You're not leaving. It's like, you know, who are you kidding? Even three-year-olds figure this out, right? It's that, you know, they're idle words that, that means nothing. But we know that God is saying this, and he really, really means it. And so this is a warning specifically to those who make unjust laws. Now, we talked a lot about this already. I mean, this is a, a, was a, a perennial problem in Israel. They would go for a generation or two and be, be good, and then all of a sudden they would figure out, well, I need more money, so I'm going to create laws that actually, yeah, poor people don't have much money, but what little you have, I'm going to take it from you. And make it even more poor. I mean, it's just awful. So the poor widows and orphans and just, just taking from them constantly through these these laws so this is a woe for them you better watch out you who are making unjust laws or god's going to get you right that's that's what this is really trying to say because what these laws did was you're, you're taking a group of people that really have no power and isolating them even further so it, it just it got worse and worse and worse and so god god is very mindful of those who can't defend themselves. And you know, how many stories do we see where you know, great battles were fought against insurmountable odds, but when they brought God into it, they always won and not a man was lost and all of that you know, because God has something about just he's extra special there for, for, for the weak. And so the poor widows and orphans are the weakest groups. And they were always the ones abused in Israel, and so God always steps in. And that's when the prophet comes with these warnings of woe. I mean, the word is used there is oppressive. These are oppressive laws. You're putting an incredible burden on these, these people. And God will not tolerate it. Now, that's, that's just one example of the bad things Israel was doing. So the, the, the two biggest were the unjust laws against the, the poor widows and orphans and bringing in other pagan gods and integrating that into the true Jewish faith. They did a lot of other things, but those are the two biggies that we keep coming back time and time and time again to. So God keeps reminding them, I'm going to stop this. If you're not going to stop it, I'm going to stop it. 
and it's not going to be too too very long. Look at verse two. So verse one, the poor. Verse two. Now we got widows, right? So we're see. It's, it's just that the same three groups of people, sometimes you see one, sometimes two, sometimes all three, but those three names keep popping up all the time. Verse 3. God's making it clear that no one can stand against God. Now, does that sound like a true statement? I mean, when you, when you read that, it's like, well, why would you think anybody could? You know, what kind of moron are you that you would think that? But... You know, the Assyrians were going to discover as you know, we get into the head of the Assyrians, that's what they thought. They were so filled with pride. And the, the Jews were the same, especially the king was believing, well, I don't need God. I'm going to make an alliance with, uh, with, with the Assyrians and they're going to, they're going to take care of us. I, 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 I don't need God at all. And so God asked the question, what are you going to do on the day of reckoning? God is saying to them that they should have been coming to him but now that God has determined that their, all their chances are used up, he's done. And now you begin to realize you have no one to turn to. I'm not there. <laughs> you, know, you finally get smart, you, you, you come crying to me, but I'm already gone. You pushed me out. Verse 4, for, further evidence of how mad God is. Yeah, we looked at this last week. You know, God's up, uh, upraised hand. Now you do that to strike, right? The hand is coming down, you got a sword, you got a club, you got something that you're bringing down. So the upraised hand is always the, the, the symbol of God's mighty wrath now striking. So what, what, what God is saying here is you've made yourself rich at the expense of the poor, and now the Assyrians will conquer you. And remember all the money you took from the poor to make yourself rich? Even that's not going to be enough to get rid of the Assyrians. So you're going to see that what you've done to provide for yourself will not sustain you. It's, it's a false hope. It's not going to work. Verse 5, God gets really, really clear. God says that he's going to use the Assyrians as my rod, the rod of my anger. You see that? Now, the, the rod is a very common term used, especially in the, in, in the Old Testament. And it's used as a, as a metaphor for discipline. So let's, let's take a look at one, one of these great and wonderful passages. A long time ago we studied Proverbs, but let's go back to Proverbs. Head a little bit left in your Bibles, not very far. you got two short books and then Proverbs. Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23, 13. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.